0: Welcome to HackerCast, an AI-generated podcast summary of Hacker News. I'm your host, GPT4. Today is April 21, 2023. Let's get started. Part 1, Favorites 1. StableLM, a new open-source language model from Stability.i. Stability AI has recently launched the first of its StableLM suite of language models, an open-source initiative aimed at making AI technology accessible to all. This alpha version of the model, available in both 3 billion and 7 billion parameters, allows developers to inspect, use, and adapt the base models for commercial or research purposes under the terms of the CC by SA 4.0 license. Part of this exciting development is the collaboration with Eleuther AI, a non-profit research hub, using open-source dataset The Pile. Moreover, the experimental dataset used for training stable LM is three times larger than The Pile, boasting 1.5 trillion tokens of content. This expansive dataset allows stable LM to deliver high performance in both conversational and coding tasks, despite having only 3 to 7 billion parameters in comparison to the 175 billion parameters of GPT-3. The article further highlights the underpinnings of their philosophy, which centers on transparency, accessibility, and support. Stability AI's commitment towards promoting transparency through open-source models fosters trust, allowing researchers to verify performance, develop interpretability techniques, and identify potential risks. Accessibility enables a broader range of users and developers to benefit from AI technologies and adapt it to their own applications. Lastly, focusing on supportive models aims to integrate AI technology that complements users, enhancing creativity and productivity. In essence, the launch of the stable LM suite of language models embodies Stability AI's dedication to democratize AI technology and build a more inclusive digital economy. This innovative development is poised to create numerous opportunities for developers and researchers alike to collaborate and adapt these open-source models to meet various needs, pushing the boundaries of AI's potential applications. 2. Load balancing from SAMHU.DEV Load balancing is an essential practice for companies looking to increase the availability and scalability of their web applications by distributing incoming requests among multiple servers. In this post, the author explores the various load balancing algorithms and their performances in different scenarios. Starting with the simplest form, round robin load balancing algorithm distributes requests to each server in turn, working well when servers are equally powerful and requests are equally expensive. However, As server hardware and request complexity vary in real-world applications, round-robin tends to struggle in handling these variances effectively. To address this, the author introduces alternatives like weighted round-robin, dynamic weighted round-robin, and least-connections load-balancing algorithms. Weighted round-robin allows manual configurations of server weights according to their capacity, while dynamic weighted round-robin calculates the server's weights based on latency. Least connections load balancing takes a simpler approach by considering the number of outstanding requests, giving priority to servers with less work to do. While these algorithms offer improvements over the basic round-robin method, their key trade-offs are between handling requests during peak loads and maintaining low latency for end users. In one simulation, the author demonstrates an algorithm called peak exponentially weighted moving average, Puma which combines techniques from dynamic weighted round-robin and least connections, aiming to optimize server resource usage and minimize latency. In conclusion, the author emphasizes that it's essential to test various methods on specific workloads and use cases, as real-world constraints may differ from the simulations presented. The post provides a comprehensive visual representation of load-balancing algorithms, helping readers develop an intuitive understanding of their applicability in different scenarios. 3. MiniGPT-4 from miniGPT-4.github.io. Delving into the realm of advanced large language models, an intriguing study authored by Diao Zhu, Ju, Jun Chen, Xiaoqian Shen, Xiang Li, and Muhammad El Osseni from the King Abdullah University of Science and Technology seeks to enhance vision-language understanding with a model known as MiniGPT-4. As the recent GPT-4 showcased extraordinary multimodal abilities, the authors discern that a more advanced large language model could be the driving force behind these capabilities. Enter Mini GPT-4, a model that aligns a frozen visual encoder with a frozen large language model, Vicuna, utilizing just one projection layer. The results reveal that Mini GPT-4 displays a striking similarity to GPT-4's capabilities, such as generating detailed image descriptions and creating websites from handwritten drafts. Additionally, Mini-GPT4 exhibits newly emerging abilities, such as writing stories and poems inspired by images, solving problems demonstrated in images, and instructing users on cooking based on food photos. Throughout their experimentation, the researchers initially encountered issues with unnatural language outputs lacking coherency when only pre-training on raw image text pairs. To overcome this hurdle, they curated a high-quality and well-aligned dataset to fine-tune the model using a conversational template. Which dramatically improve the model's generation reliability and overall usability. Mini GPT-4's architecture encompasses a vision encoder with a pre-trained VIT and Q former, a single linear projection layer, and the advanced Vacuna large language model. The author's note: Mini GPT-4 only requires training the linear layer to align the visual features with the Vacuna. The author's work serves as a testament to the potency of large language models in advancing vision language understanding. Through their experimentation and model refinement, They have paved the way for even more innovations and multimodal abilities with highly computationally efficient models. This research effort and its subsequent implications could potentially revolutionize various industries with their applications in diverse fields. 4. I use Stable Diffusion and Dream Booth to create an art portrait of my dog from shruggingface.com. In a blog post exploring the creative potential of artificial intelligence, the author explains how they use Stable Diffusion and Dream Booth to create a painted portrait of their dog, Queso. By fine tuning the open source stable diffusion model with a custom Dreambooth model trained on images of Queso, the author was able to generate unique and personalized art prints. The process involved collecting high quality images of Queso, training the Dreambooth model using the Replicate platform, and generating images with the help of Lexica's extensive collection of AI generated imagery. Through several iterations, the author managed to capture Queso's essence in the final image. Additionally, the author demonstrates how AI powered tools and techniques, such as outpainting, inpainting, and upscaling, can enhance and refine images for print. The author's excitement for the future of text-to-image generative art is evident, with the rapid development of such tools opening up new possibilities for artists of all backgrounds. This article is significant for readers in showcasing the artistic potential of AI and offering a glimpse into the evolving world of text-to-image generative art, where artists can create unique and personalized pieces with relative ease, thanks to advanced AI models and platforms. Five an example of LLM prompting for programming from martinfowler.com. In the article exploring collaboration with language models published on Martin Fowler's website, the author dives deep into the potential of using language models effectively in programming tasks. The piece shares insights from Xu Hao, ThoughtWorks's head of technology for China, who demonstrates his approach of breaking tasks into smaller components, allowing the language model to generate the required code for a project. Xu employs two main prompting techniques chain of thought instructions and generated knowledge the former involves outlining the desired architecture pattern as instructions for chat gpt while the latter prompts the llm to generate useful problem solving information before creating the final product this process ensures a more efficient and effective coding process with chat gpt assisting developers in building the desired implementation strategy the article emphasizes the importance of treating language models like a junior partner providing architectural guidance and asking them to explain their reasoning this approach allows developers to tweak outputs and enhances collaboration between humans and language models. Additionally, it highlights the significance of using chain of thought and generated knowledge prompting techniques to improve programming efforts. Contributors to this discussion include Cherith Tongarala, David Johnston, Pavlo Caresti, Premanan Chandra Raphael Rafael Di Toni, Rebecca Parsons, and Sachin Dharmapurakar. To further explore prompting techniques, the author recommends visiting learnprompting.org as well as reading Lewis et al.'s and Wei et al.'s papers on the subject. Overall, this article showcases how skillfully collaborating with language models, like ChatGPT, can revolutionize programming processes by understanding and properly constructing prompts. 6. Dishwasher Salmon from n.wikipedia.org Dishwasher Salmon is an American fish dish that involves cooking salmon by tightly wrapping it in aluminum foil and running it through a dishwasher cycle. Invented around the 1970s, the method became more widely known after being demonstrated by Vincent Price on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Since then, various media outlets and figures, such as Bob Bloomer and Ann Reardon, have experimented with the method and shared their experiences. The technique involves using the heat from a dishwasher's drying phase to broil, steam, and bake the fish. One of the advantages of this method is its odorless cooking process and the ability to wash dishes simultaneously. However, there are concerns about the safety of dishwasher salmon, as dishwashers may not provide consistent temperatures like stoves, posing the risk of the fish not being cooked completely. This was exemplified in a test conducted by how to cook that, where the dishwasher failed to heat the salmon to a sufficient temperature. In conclusion, while some have found success cooking salmon in a dishwasher, it presents potential hazards and lacks the convenience and speed of traditional cooking methods. 7. Offline is just online with extreme latency from blog.jimnielsen.com. In the thought provoking article titled Offline is Just Online with Extreme Latency from Jim Nielsen's blog, the author discusses a fresh perspective on the concept of online and offline computing inspired by Peter Van Hardenberg's talk Local First Software. Hardenberg's talk explores shifting the paradigm from cloud dependent programs to local first programs that can utilize the cloud for durability and accessibility without relying on it entirely. Hardenberg highlights the inefficiencies of cloud-dependent computing by noting the absurdity of two computers in the same room relying on servers thousands of miles away to communicate with one another. He likens this situation to using the techniques for building aircraft carriers when a simple bicycle would suffice for many applications. However, he acknowledges that some open technologies for building local-first, peer-to-peer applications are not quite mature yet, such as WebRTC. The most significant point offered is considering online and offline computing as part of the same continuum, with the distinction lying in the measurements of latency. Nielsen emphasizes that by treating online and offline as a spectrum rather than binary states, developers can approach building software in a more resilient way. This approach could shift the focus from API calls to data synchronization, opening doors for building different types of applications. In conclusion, The article invites readers to reflect upon the traditional notions of online and offline computing and consider adopting a more flexible perspective that focuses on latency rather than discrete states. By approaching software development through this lens, developers could potentially unlock new possibilities for designing more efficient, resilient, and user-friendly applications catering to a wider range of environments and user needs. 8. Why don't more people live close to friends? From anahelen.substack.com. In the article, you'd be happier living closer to friends. Why don't you? From Culture Study, the author explores the various factors that inhibit people from living near their friends despite the numerous potential benefits. The author cites a study that found friends living within a mile of each other are 25% more likely to feel happy, and living close to friends provides practical benefits such as borrowing items, helping with childcare, and mutual support. Several factors are identified as reasons why people don't prioritize living close to friends, including the promotion of the nuclear family, job lock, housing market challenges, and cultural norms that prioritize family over friends. They also highlight that highly educated, dual professional families are less likely to live close to their parents, adding complexity to the issue. Additionally, the author points out certain safety concerns in some states due to discriminatory laws and practices, and an overscheduled culture preventing full utilization of close proximity friendships. The author shares their personal experience of living near friends and the positive impact it has had on their life, emphasizing the importance of fostering a meaningful social life over pursuing societal definitions of success. Ultimately, the article encourages readers to reflect on the potential barriers they face in prioritizing living near friends and suggests that overcoming these challenges could lead to increased happiness and a more fulfilling life. 9. Keep Stuff Linkable from animaomium.github.io In Keep Stuff Linkable, Crash Lime delves into the challenges writers face when attempting to incorporate relevant links within their content. These hyperlinks are essential for providing authority and trustworthiness. However, the author notes that finding and tracking these links can be disruptive to one's writing flow. To help mitigate this challenge, the author created a Python script called Lincoln. This tool parses wiki links in a markdown document and searches the web for corresponding hyperlinks. Lincoln offers three types of wiki links literal links, query links, and context links, catering to various queries and contexts. The article goes on to explain how each type of link functions and even includes the full Python code. While acknowledging that Lincoln is not perfect, the author hopes that it sparks a conversation about the importance of employing tools to improve online writing processes. They address concerns about the future relevance of hyperlinks in a world of algorithmically generated content but emphasize that links are crucial in creating a web of trust for readers amidst the cacophony of the internet. Ultimately, the article encourages writers to continue incorporating well-vetted, reliable hyperlinks in their work to maintain the integrity of an open and interconnected web. Part 2 Show hn one Marginalia DIY search engine that focuses on non-commercial content from search.marginalia.new. Marginalia Search is an independent do-it-yourself search engine that places emphasis on non-commercial content. It is designed to showcase lesser-known sites that may have been previously overlooked by users, as opposed to well-established sites they probably already knew existed. The software for the search engine, open source in nature, is custom-built with all crawling and indexing done in-house. It is hosted on a single PC in Sweden, serving around 16 queries per minute. The search engine operates differently from more familiar counterparts, as it may not produce optimal results for queries posed as questions. Instead, users are advised to imagine text found on the website they're searching for, and use that as the keyword. It shines in areas such as uncovering small, old, and obscure websites on various topics ranging from old video games to art. Marginalia Search has recently added a recipe filter, Overhauled their random mode, and introduced a simple public API. It utilizes a variety of syntax to exclude or include specific search terms, as well as offering features such as searching within a site, exploring similar websites, and filtering results by document characteristics. The significance of Marginalia Search is in its ability to provide a distinct alternative to the more dominating search engines, catering to users who appreciate discovery and exploration of lesser known, non commercial websites on a wide array of topics. 2. A 15-Minutes Daily Stretch Routine for Desk Workers from Stretch15.com Delving into an interesting submission, we have an article titled Stretch 15. Unveiling a simple yet seemingly effective solution to alleviate the aches and pains typical of desk workers, the article presents a daily stretch routine that highlights the importance of taking a break and caring for our bodies. This 15-minute daily routine does not require any specialized equipment or expertise, making it easily accessible for everyone. The article begins by describing the process involved in completing the stretching routine, and upon its successful completion, one can celebrate with a congratulatory message. The routine introduces gamification elements such as keeping track of one's current streak, longest streak, and total stretch duration, which can be motivating. The main concept behind this approach is to promote well-being and alleviate discomfort by simply incorporating a stretching routine into our sedentary working styles. This further underlines the importance of taking breaks at regular intervals to help the body relieve tension and re-energize itself. Subsequently, the article encourages recipients to share the routine with fellow desk workers who might benefit from integrating a stretching routine into their lives. To sum up the significance of this article, it sheds light on a straightforward solution to a problem encountered by many desk workers, aches and pains brought on by extended hours of sitting. With a gamified and easy-to-follow 15-minute daily routine, Stretch 15 mitigates these struggles in an accessible manner. Moreover, it serves as a reminder for us to reflect on the often overlooked aspect of taking breaks and caring for our bodies while working, ultimately contributing to an enhanced work-life balance. 3. Wayback, self-hosted archiving service integrated with Internet Archive from github.com The article examines the Wayback tool, an archiving solution available on GitHub. Which has garnered over 1.2k stars and is continuously developed with 459 commits as of the summary's writing. This tool enables users to archive web pages with an M style interface while integrating various archival services like the Internet Archive, IPFS, and Telegraph. Over its development, Wayback has had several improvements, such as support for concurrent workflows, timeout management, and client-side performance optimizations. Some of Wayback's standout features involve working with services like mail search, integration with Onion services, and numerous updates to enhance performance and reliability. The project incorporates plenty of code commits and pull requests, showcasing the continuous growth and development of the Wayback tool. While the article provides sufficient information on specific code changes, readers may have to look beyond it for a more comprehensive understanding of the project's broader context. In conclusion, the Wayback tool is an invaluable and versatile resource for archiving web content. Its compatibility, integration, and continuous development make it a promising tool for those looking to preserve web pages effectively. However, readers might need to seek out additional sources to grasp the project's full context and potential impact. Four, IPython GPT, a Jupyter underscore IPython interface to Chat GPT from GitHub.com. The article features an innovative creation by an anonymous author an integration tool called IPython GPT which facilitates the use of ChatGPT directly from Jupyter Notebooks and the IPython shell. The purpose of this tool is to provide users with a seamless interface for implementing various functions within their Jupyter Notebook or IPython shell. As an early and raw version, the project is still under development and has room for further improvements in code quality and functionality. The repository documentation provides a guide for installing and using the tool, along with information on accessing the ChatGPT API and customization options. The main feature of IPython GPT is the command percent chat, which interacts with ChatGPT while allowing multiple parameters to be accepted. To initiate a chat, users must first generate an API key on OpenAI and set it as an environment variable. They can start a conversation, reset it, or change the agent's role with simple commands. Customization options include changing default settings using the %chat_config command and displaying available models with the %chat_models command. It's important to note that IPython GPT is in its early stages of development, which means there will likely be updates and improvements made in the future. However, the creation of this integration tool is significant as it aims to make the use of Chat GPT more accessible and efficient for users who work within Jupyter notebooks and the IPython shell. JavaDoc five. Database for Analyzing US Companies, Visualize Using Apache Superset from TesseractAnalytics.i In today's discussion, we will be delving into an article about Tesseract Analytics and AI, which centers on their platform offering financial data visual exploration. The article showcases their compressed columnar database and its capabilities for various analyzes, as well the invitation for beta testers to gain unlimited access in exchange for feedback. Kesseract Analytics and AI provides a platform that facilitates its users to visually analyze and explore financial data. The company has sourced financial statements from the Edgar Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, database for more than 5,000 companies. The data set also contains stock symbols coupled with stock prices. The primary focus of this database is to optimize financial analytics, facilitate company comparison, sector analysis, historical performance evaluation, and to conduct comprehensive financial scrutiny. As the article states, Tesseract Analytics and AI is currently in search of beta testers, offering them unlimited access to their platform. In return, the company is seeking valuable feedback. No additional commitment apart from providing feedback is expected from the beta testers. One of the main features of Tesseract Analytics and AI's platform, according to the article, is that our data is updated nightly for the previous day's analysis. Users can create charts, dashboards, and utilize Apache superset to explore real data directly on the company's website. To sum up, the significance of the contents of this article lies in the potential value Tesseract Analytics and AI brings to the table for those interested in financial data analysis. The platform enables users to visualize and scrutinize financial data and performance effectively. Furthermore, the company's call for beta testers provides an opportunity for potential users to experience the platform firsthand in exchange for giving feedback thus contributing to its improvement and growth. Part 3, Code. 1. Astral from Astral.sh. Python tooling could be much, much faster is an article about Ruff, a high-performance Python linter developed by Astral, a company committed to making the Python ecosystem more productive through advanced developer tools. Ruff, endorsed by prominent figures in the programming community, is reportedly nearly 1,000 times faster than existing linters, significantly improving the efficiency of Python tooling. Being open-source and permissively licensed, Ruff has attracted a large number of contributors striving to create a more productive and efficient Python ecosystem. The article suggests that, through Ruff and other high-performance developer tools, Astral is poised to revolutionize the way developers work with Python. 2. Red Pajama, Reproduction of Llama with Friendly License from Together.xyz In an ambitious collaborative effort, Red Pajama, a project aiming to create a set of leading, fully open-source models, has announced the completion of the first step in this endeavor by successfully reproducing the LAMA, large language model, training dataset, consisting of over 1.2 trillion tokens. This effort is driven by the recognition that although foundation models such as GPT-4 have significantly advanced AI, many of these powerful models are closed commercial variants or only partially open, limiting research, customization, and their use with sensitive data. Red Pajama is a collaboration between multiple entities, including together, on Talkward.i, ETH Slab, Stanford CRFM, Hazy Research, and Mila Quebec AI Institute. The project has three key components: pre-training data, base models, and instruction tuning data and models. The Red Pajama-based dataset, consisting of 1.2 trillion tokens, is now available for download through Hugging Face. This massive dataset consists of seven data slices covering various sources, such as Common Crawl, C4, GitHub, R14, Books, Wikipedia, and Stack Exchange. The data pre-processing and quality filters are all openly available on GitHub, allowing anyone to reproduce the dataset. With this pre-training data in hand, the next steps for Red Pajama will be to train a strong base model and instruction tune the models using techniques illustrated by the Alpaca Project. The significance of the Red Pajama project lies in its commitment to fully open-source models, which have the potential to revolutionize the field of AI research by removing limitations imposed by closed commercial offerings. The open nature of these models will enable a wider user base to work with these models and foster creativity, innovation, and commercial applications by breaking down proprietary barriers. 3. Web LLM, Web GPU-powered inference of large-language models from github.com. A recent GitHub project titled Web LLM, created by the MLCI team, aims to run large language models, LLMs, like Lama, Alpaca, Vicuna, and Dolly directly in web browsers without server support. This innovative project plans to leverage web GPU for GPU acceleration, aiming to offer benefits such as cost reduction, enhanced personalization, and privacy protection for client-personal AI models. The Web LLM project is constructed to address various challenges, including supporting multiple GPU backends, making it compatible with a wide range of TVM-supported devices, and enabling the easy deployment of these models. To achieve this, the project embraces multiple technologies, such as machine learning compilation, the open-source ecosystem of Hugging Face, model variants like LAMA and Vacuna, WASM and WebGPU, and Apache TVM Unity. Apart from WebGPU support, Native GPU runtime options are provided for local deployment, allowing for performance comparisons with Web GPU and creating opportunities to improve runtime efficiency. The significance of this project lies in its potential to democratize access to powerful AI technologies by eliminating the need for server support, thus reducing costs and enhancing user experience. Additionally, the project highlights the collaborative efforts of diverse open source communities, including Apache TVM, PyTorch, Hugging Face, And others, showcasing the collective development and progress within the AI and machine learning space. 4. Hexagony, a two dimensional, hexagonal programming language from GitHub.com. The article under discussion revolves around Hexagony, an innovative two dimensional esoteric programming language uniquely arranged on a hexagonal grid, with its memory layout also resembling the same. The language is identified as Turing complete, a first of its kind, and is made up of printable ASCII characters and line feeds. Like 2D languages, such as Befunge or Hexagony is interpreted as a pointy-topped hexagonal grid with each cell accommodating a single character command. The construction of the source code consists of various commands for control flow, memory manipulation, I-O, and arithmetic, forming a regular hexagon shape. Notably, there are several hexagony implementations, with tools like Timwee's Hexagony Colorer available, enabling the annotation of code paths without executing them. A verbose debug mode interpreter is also described, which, upon activation with a D command line flag, prints detailed diagnostic information after every program tick. Moreover, by using GN, wherein is a positive integer, an empty source file, filled with dot, of side length and can be produced instead of running the code. However, further information about the programming language isn't provided. In relation to the programming language, certain statistics, like topics, resources, license, stars, watchers, and forks, are acknowledged, albeit without specifying any particular details. The article ultimately reveals Ruby as the exclusive language employed, 100%. To sum up, Hexagony presents itself as a novel and intriguing two-dimensional, hexagonal programming language with a variety of commands and implementations available. While the article only offers a brief overview of the language, its unique structure and syntax might pique the interest of readers looking to explore groundbreaking concepts in programming. 5. Sandboxing JavaScript Code from Helicodes.com This article delves into the fascinating topic of sandboxing JavaScript code, examining how cloud scripting site ValTown securely runs user code through sandboxing techniques. Sandboxing isolates the execution environment of code, ensuring malicious entities cannot access sensitive information or damage the system. ValTown currently employs a sandbox from VM2, which allows untrusted code to run in the same process as the parent program. The author shares a personal project, a mini-cloud platform utilizing Dino permissions to isolate and sandbox JavaScript programs. This project, DinoScript Sandbox HTTPS colon slash slash github.com slash helicodes slash Sandbox, Features an API that allows users to send JavaScript slash TypeScript programs and receive evaluation results. Despite the effective isolation, this approach hampers performance, as the code must to be written to disk, and an entire Dino process must be created. Consequently, the author looks into building a more efficient isolate sandbox using Dino's internal libraries. Moreover, the author delves into resources surrounding the V8 JavaScript engine highlighting the importance of sandboxing JavaScript code for secure execution and isolate sandbox development. Although other JavaScript engines like QuickJS are easier to work with, they don't offer significant security capabilities or have proven resilience against attacks. The article also mentions promising new developments in secure sandboxing, such as a JS to WebAssembly toolchain by Shopify, which seems particularly promising for evaluating code securely. In essence, this article underscores the significance of sandboxing for secure execution of JavaScript code and acknowledges the challenges and opportunities in enhancing the efficiency of isolate sandboxes. From personal experiences to broader, evolving technologies like WebAssembly, the author reminds readers of the importance of maintaining a secure code environment and navigating the complex world of programming languages and their execution engines. Part 4. Data 1. How RocksDB Works from Artem.Krylesov.com Artem Krylysov delves into the workings of RocksDB in his article "How RocksDB Works," explaining how it has become a popular choice for embeddable key-value stores across various industries. Developed and maintained by Meta, RocksDB is used by companies such as Microsoft, Netflix, and Uber, and is based on the log-structured merge tree (LSM tree) data structure designed for write-heavy workloads. Krylysov breaks down key concepts such as memtable, write-ahead log, flush, SST, compaction, and merge while also discussing the advantages and challenges of using RocksDB. RocksDB's ability to store keys and values as byte arrays, along with user-defined merge operations, makes it efficient for write-heavy streaming applications. However, read operations can be more expensive, as work done on reads is not saved and requires repeated effort until flush and compaction occur. The article stresses that optimizing RocksDB's configuration options for specific workloads remains a challenge, often necessitating a deep understanding of its internals and source code. Ultimately, Krylesov's article highlights the significance of RocksDB as a robust alternative to developing a production-grade key-value store from scratch, allowing developers to focus on business logic rather than navigating the complexities of creating a fundamental infrastructure. 2. Lightweight SQ Editor for Windows from GitHub.com. Today, we take a closer look at a lightweight SQLite editor for Windows, developed by an author under the username LittleBrother. The project, titled SQLite GUI, is hosted on GitHub and provides easy and efficient access to SQLite databases with a fast, free, and powerful tool. The main features of SQLite GUI focus on its simplicity and effectiveness, making it a user-friendly option for those who need to work with SQLite databases without the need for larger and more complex tools. For anyone seeking an even more straightforward alternative, the author also offers SQLite X on their GitHub repository. Little Brother encourages users who appreciate their project to show support by liking it on Alternative 2 or rating the app on Softpedia. Furthermore, the author remains open to receiving feedback, suggestions, and addressing issues through the project's GitHub wiki, issue tracker, or personal email. The significance of this lightweight SQLite editor lies in its accessibility and ease of use for those working with SQLite databases. With an emphasis on speed, efficiency, and simplicity, SQLite GUI provides a reliable, no frills solution for editing and managing SQLite databases on Windows platforms. Users can download and run the program without additional setup or requirements, making this tool a valuable resource for those without extensive experience or knowledge of SQLite who need to access and edit database data quickly and effortlessly. 4. Database for analyzing U.S. companies. Visualize using Apache Superset from Tesseract Analytics.i. In today's discussion, we will be delving into an article about Tesseract Analytics and AI, which centers on their platform offering financial data visual exploration. The article showcases their compressed columnar database and its capabilities for various analyzes, as well the invitation for beta testers to gain unlimited access in exchange for feedback. Tesseract Analytics and AI provides a platform that facilitates its users to visually analyze and explore financial data. The company has sourced financial statements from the Edgar Securities and Exchange Commission SEC, database for more than 5,000 companies. The data set also contains stock symbols coupled with stock prices. The primary focus of this database is to optimize financial analytics, facilitate company comparison, sector analysis, historical performance evaluation, and to conduct comprehensive financial scrutiny. As the article states, Tesseract Analytics and AI is currently in search of beta testers, offering them unlimited access to their platform. In return, the company is seeking valuable feedback. No additional commitment apart from providing feedback is expected from the beta testers. One of the main features of Tesseract Analytics and AI's platform, according to the article, is that our data is updated nightly for the previous day's analysis. Users can create charts, dashboards, and utilize Apache Super Set to explore real data directly on the company's website. To sum up, the significance of the contents of this article lies in the potential value Tesseract Analytics and AI brings to the table for those interested in financial data analysis. The platform enables users to visualize and scrutinize financial data and performance effectively. Furthermore, the company's call for beta testers provides an opportunity for potential users to experience the platform firsthand in exchange for giving feedback thus contributing to its improvement and growth. Part 5. Design. 1. Spinning Diagrams with CSS from X.ST. In a fascinating exploration of HTML and CSS, the article Spinning Diagrams with CSS shows readers how to create spinning diagrams without the need for JavaScript or animated image formats. The author's technique involves creating spinning cubes with letters on each vertex, using HTML code to create and position divs, and CSS code for the spinning animation. The end result functions smoothly even on mobile browsers and provides visually impressive, selectable rotating text. Diving into the world of visual representations for mathematical equations, the article Visual Sum of Cubes showcases the author's meticulously crafted method, combining Markdown, LaTeX, web technologies, and Python scripts to create vivid and engaging visuals for complex mathematical concepts such as the sum of cubes. The technique involves a multi-step process of embedding diagrams, running Python scripts, and utilizing CSS to style the final product for maximum comprehension and appeal to readers. These articles highlight the impressive creativity and versatility of web technologies, and their ability to bring complex ideas and concepts to life in innovative and accessible ways. By mastering such techniques, readers can expand their knowledge of HTML, CSS, and programming languages, and find new ways to engage and inform their audience. Part 6. Books. 1. Sold a Story, How Teaching Kids to Read Went So Wrong from features.appreports.org. In the podcast titled Sold a Story, How Teaching Kids to Read Went So Wrong, host Emily Hanford aims to demystify the flawed idea about children's reading methods that, despite being debunked by cognitive scientists, has dominated schools for over a generation. Hanford dives into the influential authors promoting the false teaching methodology and the company responsible for profiting from their work. At the heart of the matter is a misconception about how children learn to read, which has led to teaching methods that may make it difficult for them to develop reading skills appropriately. The podcast covers a variety of facets concerning this issue, including the problem at its core, the overarching idea, the ongoing battle between proponents and opponents, the influential players involved, the company benefiting from the faulty idea, and the inevitable reckoning the education system must face. Hanford's investigation highlights how a generation of educators has clung to a theory that isn't supported by evidence, and the potential adverse consequences this has brought within the education system, with children struggling to read, wasted financial resources, and significant upheaval within the field. In essence, the podcast serves as a cautionary tale about the dangers of perpetuating an unfounded ideology and emphasizes the importance of scrutinizing academic ideas and their implications on our educational institutions. 2 the Rust Performance Book from nethercode.github.io. Delving into the brilliant creation, the Rust Performance Book, first published in November 2020, this pivotal work expands our understanding of programming performance. A collective masterpiece, the book's primary author, Nicholas Nethercote, along with other contributors, helps broaden our perspective on the Rust programming language. Effortlessly guiding the reader through the fascinating world of Rust, the book's focus lies in unearthing the potential of Rust's programming performance. As we gradually unfold the pages of this fastidiously assembled guide, we uncover comprehensive tips and techniques to optimize Rust programs for performance, making it the ideal companion for developers seeking to enhance their programming prowess. To encapsulate the wealth of knowledge contained, a quote from the book so fittingly surmises, making programs fast, and maintaining that performance, can be hard. This book aims to help you achieve high performance and understand how Rust does, and does not, help you in that quest. It emphasizes the value of unlocking the power of Rust programming and the importance of overcoming the challenges posed by attaining and sustaining optimal performance. Undoubtedly, the editorial proficiency that radiates from the Rust performance book makes it indispensable to modern developers. With this treasure trove of knowledge and expertise, programmers can unravel the complexities inherent in optimizing Rust programs, ultimately reaping the remarkable benefits that this programming language has to offer. Part 7. Working. 1. Software firms across US facing tax bills that threaten survival from CNBC.com In this Hacker News newsletter article, Software firms face huge tax bills that threaten tech startup survival. It discusses the alarming situation faced by software startups due to a change in tax laws related to research and development (R&D) costs. The main issue stems from lawmakers' inability to extend a crucial tax provision allowing for full expensing of R&D costs under section 174 of the tax code. This has left startups blindsided by unexpected and massive tax bills which could potentially threaten their survival. In the software development field, the impact of this R&D tax change is particularly severe. As Ian Landsman, founder of New York-based customer support software maker HelpSpot, observes, many bootstrapped software companies were unaware of this development, putting their businesses at risk. The significance of this article to readers is the potential wide-ranging consequences of this tax law change on the survival of tech startups. The lack of awareness among software companies and the possibility of business failures spreading throughout the industry highlight the urgent need for Congress to provide a retroactive fix to mitigate the fallout from this change. 2. Most of my skills are now worth nothing, but 10% are worth 1000x from tidyfirst.substack.com. In an article titled 90% of my skills are now worth $0, Kent Beck reflects on his experience with AI language model technologies such as ChatGPT and its potential impact on the skill sets of software developers. Beck admits to initially having been skeptical and reluctant to try chat GPT but ultimately found its capability to automate or augment certain aspects of software development intriguing. He theorizes that around 90% of his skills have dropped in value as tasks like code completion and bug fixing can now be accomplished with AI tools. However, he also acknowledges that the remaining 10% of his skills, such as problem solving and critical thinking, Can be leveraged more effectively when combined with AI technology. Beck highlights successful uses of ChatGPT and brainstorming new solutions for complex problems and analyzing large code bases. He also notes that with AI tools like ChatGPT, developers can collaborate and share knowledge globally in real time, tapping into the collective knowledge of the industry. Despite witnessing some limitations in ChatGPT's writing, he acknowledges that its potential for rapid improvement can surpass human expertise in certain areas. The author posits that the rise of AI technology presents both challenges and opportunities for software developers. While some skills may be decreasing in value, the ability to leverage the remaining skills in innovative ways is crucial for a developer's success. By embracing AI tools like ChatGPT, developers can work more effectively and deliver greater value to clients while still retaining their unique expertise and creativity. 3. A 40-Year Career from Lethen.com the article A 40-Year Career from Irrational Exuberance delves into the author's insights on managing a long-term career in the technology industry. Inspired by his father's perspective of looking at his career over a 40-year horizon, the author, Will Larson, presents five key aspects to consider, pace, people, prestige, profit, and learning. Larson emphasizes the necessity of managing one's pace to avoid burnout and maintain mental health building a network and cultivating relationships are key to enabling opportunities, while prestige can offer leverage for better chances in the industry. Financial security through profit is essential to support one's career, and continuous learning, both deeply and broadly, fosters personal and professional growth. By recognizing and investing in these five elements, individuals embarking on a long-term career can expect increased interconnectivity and efficiency, resulting in greater overall success. Part 8. Learn. One, user. June 11 from n.wikipedia.org. This article presents an overview of June 11, an arthropod enthusiast who actively contributes to the Japanese Wikipedia and shares their work on platforms like Commons and Twitter. June 11 primarily focuses on the arthropod head problem, phylogeny across arthropod subhyla, and stem lineage. The article showcases June 11's work on reconstructing various species of euarthropods, fuchsia and megacharans, listing numerous examples of these ancient organisms. It also highlights different fossilized arthropods like pycnogonids, synzifogerines, and chfogerans, providing a glimpse into their diversity and range. Additionally, the text highlights marine arthropods such as chasmataspidids, eurypterids, and pterygotids, along with their scientific names and Japanese translations, which could be useful for those interested in learning more about these creatures. However, although the provided content offers an insight into the vast world of arthropods, it mostly consists of lists of species and classifications without much context or background information. Nonetheless, the article emphasizes the commitment and expertise of June 11 in their pursuit of understanding and sharing knowledge about these fascinating organisms. 2. Largest Island in a Lake on an Island in a Lake on an Island from Elbrus.org. In an intriguing cartographic puzzle, a piece in Elbrus publication delves into the largest island in a lake on an island in a lake on an island. This curiosity is none other than Vulcan Point, an island in Crater Lake on Volcano Island and Lake Talon Luzon in the Philippines. The piece provides a visual guide through the nested layers of this geographical enigma, from the largest island, Greenland, to the largest inland body of water, Russia's Caspian Sea. The article not only explores Vulcan Point and its nested location, but also highlights other notable island and lake records. For instance, it presents us with the largest island in a lake, Manitoulin Island in Lake Huron, Canada, the largest lake on an island, Nettling Lake on Baffin Island, Canada, and the largest island in a lake on an island, Pulau Samasir in Danau Toba on Sumatra, Indonesia. Vulcan Point's cartographical claim to fame provides an interesting focal point for audiences interested in geography and geological peculiarities. It also serves as a reminder of the incredible diversity and complexity of Earth's landscape. 4. Only one pair of distinct positive integers satisfy the equation m to the power of n equals n to the power of m from keithmcnulty.medium.com. In a recent article by Keith McNulty, titled Only one pair of distinct positive integers satisfy the equation n to the power of m equals m to the power of n, he presents an elegant analytic proof of this number-theoretic result. Keith McNulty, an expert and author in applied mathematics, data science, and statistics, takes the readers on a journey through the problem-solving process of finding all distinct positive integer pairs n and m that satisfy the equation given in the title. At first glance, McNulty demonstrates that 2 4 equals 16 equals 4 squared, indicating that the pair, 2, 4, satisfies the equation. To find if there are more pairs of this kind or if the existence of only one pair is a valid theorem, he goes on to analyze the equation further. The first step in McNulty's investigation is to rewrite the equation as n1 slash n equals m1 slash m. This transformation helps in comparing exponential functions, and it becomes evident that the function fx equals x1 slash x should be maximized over positive integers x to find the intersections with the other side of the equation. McNulty then calculates the derivative of the function, proving that it reaches a maximum at x equals e, where e is the base of natural logarithms. Given that E is approximately equal to 2.718, the maximum of the function fx occurs in the neighborhood of x equals 3. This information implies that there must be integers surrounding the maximum value whose functions will intersect, hinting at the possible existence of a pair that satisfies the equation beyond the 2, 4, found initially. To further cement this hypothesis, McNulty goes on to prove that f2 less than f4 and f3 greater than f4. Since f2 and f4 are equal, it becomes clear that f3 and f4 must intersect, resulting in the integer pairs, 2, 4, and, 4, 2. Considering that n and m are distinct, there is only one pair, 2, 4. In conclusion, Keith McNulty's article provides a detailed, elegant proof that there is only one pair of distinct positive integers satisfying the equation n to the power of m equals m to the power of n, and that pair is, 2, 4. This discovery sheds light on the intricacies of number theory and offers an interesting and challenging problem to ponder for enthusiasts of mathematics. 5. I like this simple calculus exercise from blog.plover.com In the blog post I like this simple calculus exercise on the universe of discourse, Mark Dominus shares his experience tackling an intriguing calculus problem. The article demonstrates that the author has written on a diverse range of subjects, showcasing both his expertise and curious nature the calculus problem in question revolves around computing a particular integral. Dominus highlights that this exercise is especially interesting because it cannot be solved by simply applying learned formulas. Instead, it demands a deeper understanding of the integral's computation and how to approach a more complex problem. He offers four useful techniques to find the area under the curve. These include graphing the expression, breaking complicated functions into simpler parts, segmenting piecewise continuous functions into continuous intervals, and exploiting symmetry to reduce calculation. Through these techniques, Dominus is able to solve the problem by recognizing that the function is completely periodic, ultimately simplifying the final answer. He concludes that while these techniques may not be groundbreaking, they are critical for learning how to approach and solve calculus problems. This exercise serves as a powerful reminder that a true understanding of calculus goes beyond just memorizing formulas, it requires critical thinking and problem-solving skills. Part 9, Startup News 1. Google DeepMind from DeepMind.com In a recent announcement by DeepMind CEO Demis Hassabis, Google DeepMind and the brain team from Google Research will be merging to form a single, focused unit called Google DeepMind. This union hopes to accelerate progress in artificial intelligence, AI and artificial general intelligence AGI with ambitions of addressing the greatest challenges facing humanity Demis Hassabis highlighted that when DeepMind was launched in 2010 many thought general AI was a far-off concept now AI and AGI have the potential to drive major social economic and scientific transformations Joining forces under Google DeepMind aims to maximize impact by combining AI talent computing power and Google's resources to create the next wave of groundbreaking AI breakthroughs and products. The announcement also mentioned the formation of a new scientific board for Google DeepMind, led by Korai Kavu Kuglu and representatives from across their organizations. The board will oversee the unit's research progress and direction. For technology enthusiasts, this merger signifies the strengthening of AI and AGI capabilities within Google and Alphabet, potentially leading to more advanced and novel applications in the future. Ultimately, the unified Google deep mind seeks to create AI research and products that could assist billions of people, revolutionize industries, advance science, and serve diverse communities. 2. BuzzFeed News is shutting down from TheDailyBeast.com. BuzzFeed News, the once-iconic media brand, is shutting down as announced by the company's founder and CEO, Jonah Peretti. In a company-wide memo, Peretti detailed the reduction of the workforce by approximately 15% in the commencement of the closing process. Earlier cost-cutting measures had seen layoffs of 12% of its staff, as the company struggled with an audience shift towards vertical videos and other challenges, including the pandemic, tech recession, and a fading stock market. Peretti admitted to overinvesting in BuzzFeed News, overlooking the fact that big platforms may not provide the required distribution or financial support for premium, free journalism. BuzzFeed and HuffPost, acquired by Peretti in November 2020, will now offer select roles for members of BuzzFeed News, with these jobs aligning with the division's business goals. Peretti also revealed that the company will be focusing more on AI-powered editorial content, combining the efforts of various company brands to bring more innovation and cultural insights to clients. The significance of this closure lies in the recognition that even iconic media brands are not immune to the challenges of the digital era. The shift to AI-powered content and news platforms' reliance on other distribution channels for their survival has forced media companies to reevaluate their strategies and reconsider their overall vision for business sustainability and growth. 3. OpenAI's CEO says the age of giant AI models is already over from Wired.com. In a recent report by Wired, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman suggests that the age of giant AI models, like OpenAI's ChatGPT, may be coming to an end. ChatGPT, derived from the GPT-3 and GPT-4 projects, has triggered a surge in interest and investment in artificial intelligence. Altman's statement indicates that further progress may not be achieved by simply making models larger. Despite GPT-4 costing over $100 million and being trained on trillions of words of text, open AI researchers are starting to see diminishing returns on scaling up model size. Instead of focusing on the size of these AI models, Altman suggests exploring alternative research strategies and techniques for future advancements. As researchers continue to push the boundaries in AI, successful improvement of transformers, like GPT-4, is expected to lie beyond simply scaling up. With AI technologies expected to influence various aspects of our daily lives, experts are debating their potential to reshape the economy, contribute to the spread of disinformation, and impact job markets. As OpenAI and other companies explore new approaches, the significance of such technology for the reader lies in understanding these developments and the shifts taking place in the field of artificial intelligence. Part 10 Fun. 1. Bark, text prompted generative audio model from GitHub.com. The featured article delves into the world of a cutting edge text to audio model developed by Suno.i, called Bark. This transformer based technology boasts an impressive ability to generate multilingual speech. Music, background noise, simple sound effects, and even nonverbal cues like laughter or crying. To further advance the research community, the creators are making pre-trained model checkpoints available. Utilizing GPT-style models, Bark delivers audio from scratch, akin to Vol E. A key distinction, however, is Bark’s ability to embed initial text prompts into high-level semantic tokens without requiring phonemes, granting a capacity to adapt to any instructions beyond speech. The model supports multiple languages and strives to constantly improve its capabilities across the linguistic spectrum. Nevertheless, to curb potential misuse, certain limitations are put in place, such as restricting audio history prompts. Bark's performance runs smoothly on both CPU and GPU, generating audio in real time on modern hardware and with only a slight delay on older machines. The article emphasizes the development of Suno Studio, which aims to establish a playground for models like Bark an early access link allows users to partake in this exciting project, while also detailing how to manage model downloads and caching. In considering the significance of Bark, Suno.i has undoubtedly opened up new horizons for audio generation and set the bar high in producing natural, lifelike audio experiences. Its compatibility, ability to work with multiple languages, and continuous improvements position Bark as a powerful and innovative audio model, escalating the potential for creative endeavors in the ever-evolving tech landscape. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to HackerCast.